Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. You're joining us live again from Content London 2019 on the final day of the International Drama Summit. Among today's highlights, Netflix Vice President of Originals Kelly Luganbeel, Amazon Director of European Originals Georgia Brown, Jane Featherstone talking new Sky Cinemax drama Gangs of London, and this evening, of course, the prestigious C21 International Drama Awards. That's all coming up, but first, I'm joined now in the music foyer of King's Place by Lars Blomgren, Endemol Shine Group Head of Scripted for the EMEA region. Hello, nice to be here. And Helen Bowden, Managing Director of Lingo Pictures from Australia. Hello, Jonathan. And by Marsha Horschner, Executive Vice President of Content at All Three Media International. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Lars, big news from Endemol Shine Group this week at Content London. Uh, you announced Michael Hurst as the writer for your new drama series set in India, uh, based on Amitav Ghosh's the, the Ebis trilogy. That's about the Opium Wars in, in the 19th century. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Well, it got to my attention a year ago through Abhishek that runs the office in, in uh, Mumbai. And uh, it's been funny because it's such a, whoever takes the book and you see, when you start reading, it becomes like a passion project, not the way you do for free, but something you're really passionate about. And so I, um, I knew Shekhar and I met, I met Shekhar to talk about uh, the business in general. And when I mentioned the project, he immediately said, well, I want to do it. And then, the, and then from there on, we just brought in this fantastic creative team. And they all, I mean, in a way, he's got a long history with Michael Horst. So for, for Shekhar and for us, he was the obvious choice. He's got this, uh, he's a very good storyteller, but he's also got this commercial side and a kind of melodramatic side that I really believe is important for this one. It's, 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 not, uh, it's not the easiest thing to convince a big streamer or a big uh, broadcaster to do something set in India 200 years ago, so, but it's 150 years ago, but it's, uh, it's looking really good. India's uh, one of the countries in focus here at Content London this week, so um, you're really seeing a, a boom happening in that market? Absolutely, it's an amazing market. I mean, the numbers are just crazy. I mean, when the, I mean, Netflix, I think Netflix got 158 million subscribers and they're expecting another 100 million from India. So of course it's, an, it's interesting for everyone. But this is actually, it's more like, a, the, it's, it's funny because the, the English, they're the bad guys, the Indians, they're the victims, and the Chinese are the good guys. So it's, it's a very strange story about how, the, how this war, the opium war, played out. So it's a big story. Helen, eight prizes at the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards yesterday for your Foxtel drama, Lambs of God. Your head must be a little bit sore this morning. I wish. The only way my head saw this morning is from jet lag. Um, unfortunately, no, my business partner Jason Stevens and all of the team have been celebrating these wins in Sydney's fantastic result. Congratulations on those. Um, tell us a little bit more about The Lambs of God and also uh, your next major drama project, The Secrets She Keeps, which you're uh, showcasing and talking about here today. Sure. Lambs of God is an adaptation of a novel, a four-parter, made for Fox Hill in Australia. And it's about a group of nuns who are on a remote island, a closed order of nuns on a remote island off 
the UK somewhere, uh, who've been completely forgotten by the world, by the church, by everybody. They're very much living in harmony with nature in their sort of crumbling monastery. And one day a priest, an ambitious young priest, turns up to look at the island with a view to selling it off to help the church with some of its fiscal problems. He's very surprised to find that there are nuns still living there and even more surprised to find that they've got no interest at all in leaving and when they realise why he's there they capture him. So we sometimes call it misery with nuns and uh, it's been it's beautifully realised by Sarah Lambert the showrunner and Geoffrey Walker the director with stars Anne Dowd from Handmaid's Tale, Aunt Lydia uh, Essie Davis and Jessica Barden, a UK actor from End of the Fucking World. Um, so yeah, we're really thrilled as a new small company to have the opportunity to make such a beautiful big drama in Australia. And obviously that success lends tremendous momentum to your, your next major series you've got. Yes, this new series, the one I'm here to present this afternoon, is called The Secrets She Keeps. It's also an adaptation of a novel, six parts, for Network 10 in Australia. And it's a domestic noir thriller about two women from very opposite sides of the divide. So one is a yummy mummy with two beautiful children and a handsome sports reporter husband, played by Michael Dorman. And uh, the other is a shelf stacker at the local supermarket. Both women are pregnant and they're both due in the same month and their lives collide. So it's a real page turner of a novel and I think it's a pretty rip-roaring yarn as a, as a six-parter. It stars Laura Carmichael from Downton Abbey as one of the women and Jessica DeGaulle as the yummy mummy. So we're just in the process of finishing it. We'll deliver it in January. Wonderful. And Marsha, you, you had a big premiere on the opening night of, uh, of the Drama Summit for the White House Farm. That's now being picked up by HBO Max as well. Kevin Riley was was here speaking earlier in the week. Has that been the, the big story for you this time? Definitely, definitely. And HBO Max being a very interesting partner for us, considering they haven't even launched yet. <laughs> and we've sold two of our biggest dramas to them, White House Farm and also The Boys, which was announced this week. But a very good story of uh, Jeremy Bamber, White House Farm, uh, tells uh, the story of um, the murders that happened uh, and uh, how it unfolded, who was found guilty. It's a true story, um, very ITV, exactly what they like. They'll strip it like they do with all the true uh, crime dramas. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, I actually found out here, because I didn't know the story, I'm not originally from the UK, I'm from the Netherlands, and I found out here that alongside with me there's many other people that don't know the story about Jeremy Bamber, so, uh, which is interesting to launch the show and it's such a good standalone, you don't need to know the background of the story, you just watch it. It's extremely cinematic, it looks beautiful and it was really nice on the screening on Monday night to see it on a big screen. Which I really, it's always interesting to watch your shows on a big screen, isn't it? It's very different than in your office on a little computer uh, monitor. So uh, that was very nice. I enjoyed that very much. Um, yeah, and HBO Max is a, is a fantastic partner, very supportive, very interested, very uh, uh, keen on uh, launching and, and, and riding on some very big titles that they'll take with them for next year. So um, as you've been going around, aside from your own screenings, obviously, and uh, your own presentations about the work that you're doing, what, what are some of the interesting discussions that you've been involved in or, or the sessions that uh, uh, you've dived into? Uh, well, 
I'm here primarily meeting with production companies and finding out what they're up to and what kind of shows they're bringing. So uh, from Canada, Australia, even here from the UK, which is hilarious because we all work in the same area, but then we're meeting here once a year. <laughs> Uh, and uh, seeing what, what are the, the, the genres that are most um, hot at the moment. And I, we hear a lot of the same projects being pitched, but they're coming from different areas of the world. So I find it fascinating how completely unrelated production companies that have nothing to do with each other, they're coming from different parts of the world, different countries, pitch to me exactly the same titles or almost exactly the same titles with the same twists and turns. And, I, th I think so. It's great to, to see. Uh, so yeah, the thrillers are still very hot. You got a lot of interest in uh, quite a few domestic thrillers, um, uh, four parters, six parters. Everybody sort of agrees that the eight to ten parters are less interesting. I think internationally, there seems to be a shift more towards the shorter term. Also from buyers internationally, it's easier to commit to a four or six part if you're looking for premium investment than it is to invest in a 10 part series or 12 part series like back in the old days. Um, uh, and therefore the offering from producers is more aimed towards four and six parters. Um, that's a big shift, I think. A few years ago, you wouldn't have seen that as a, as a positive, whereas now I think it's a positive. For us, I mean, it's a big group. With, uh, I think we have 25 producers here, so I do a lot of internal meetings and then uh, and meet them just to figure out exactly the same thing as you, what they're, what they're doing. And so we're looking for the ones to supercharge the ones, the one pro the project that we believe can be bigger than just the local territory. But then I think the other thing, of course, is this um, the launch of you know all the streamers launching now on one hand but the response from the regular the old traditional linear broadcasters and that's really amazing now they're teaming up in new constellations that there was one interesting panel yesterday with the, the Rai uh, France Television and CDF about there you know they have this called the Alliance and there's an, another one up in the Nordics and I think it's just very exciting to be a producer right now with a the need for content is big. Yeah. It is indeed incredibly exciting time and C21 has rapidly become the place where everybody comes and you'll notice there are a lot of Australians here because we can't make any kind of drama in Australia without international partners. That's always been the case. It's now more the case than ever. And so this has turned out to be a really great place for us to come and meet other production companies, broadcasters, sales agents and so on. And for me, uh, what I'm looking for, we, I'm, I'm from New Zealand originally, and we have a saying in New Zealand, a Māori expression, hei tangata, hei tangata, hei tangata, which means the people, the people, the people. And it's the answer to the question, what really matters? And what really matters is the people. And so for me, that's rather than coming and pitching individual projects right at this moment where we are, it's really trying to find those people that we can really work with really well, really effectively, because that is where it's, where it's at and what makes life very exciting. What are, what are the big um, issues or the big challenges facing each of you at, at the moment? Obviously the arrival of the US streamers, this kind of new, new breed that we're seeing is presenting tremendous opportunities, but it's not the only story that's going on in, in the business, or, or is it? No, I think it's interesting, it's the diversification of the, 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 the growth of the business is in, it's in many more broadcasters and platforms than there used to be. I think the challenge there is that the puzzle becomes a bit more complex, whereas before it might have been one or two pieces, now there might be five or six pieces to put something together. 
so it takes a little bit longer. I think still the, the for us, from a distribution point of view, having uh, a home territory or having that first puzzle piece, that corner piece in place before we take it out to market is really important because the first question everybody always asks us, who's commissioning it or who's in, who's the first one in? So I always praise those broadcasters who are the first one over the, over the threshold um, because they're the ones that might take a risk, but those risks can be a little bit lower because even if they come in with a smaller amount that they might have done, that first puzzle piece can put everything into place and then you build a, a bigger finance plan to make something happen. Um, and that's what we've noticed. It's also the, the, one of the biggest challenges is to plan for success. You know, if you have a pro, how do you, do you want to, do you actually want to give something away to a streamer and then give, it all, give away all the rights or do you want to go for the more complicated co-production way and, and how do you, what's the best home? And I think that and also the, the fact that now with the, we're trying to, I mean, Disney Plus and, and uh, HBO Max, like it's like the second half of next year when they would actually will start looking at Europe or the rest of the world. And how do you plan for that? And do you really want to keep projects for it? And, and, uh, and then on the other hand, they want time to market to be shorter than we're used to. We're developing for years in Europe, but they want to be faster. So it's like, it's a, it's a game right now. Do you really, yeah, what's the best route? Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more, but those questions of are you going to sell to a streamer who's going to take everything forever with the pro project that we've got currently on air in the UK and in Australia, uh, Upright with Tim Minchin, that was very much a question for us. We felt, you know, that he was one of the few kind of talents out of Australia that you could just say, you probably could go to Netflix and they would go, yes, let's do it. And, you know, we were in, on one hand keen to build a new relationship with Netflix, but we decided in the end to do it with Foxtel and Sky Atlantic uh, and we're incredibly happy with that decision because we managed to finance the whole show pretty much from those two uh, territories with a little bit of money from E1 which gives us the world so we're very yeah which you've got to think about yeah I think having a show with Netflix or with Amazon, a global streamer and, and, and losing rights for the world and the, and the small compensation nowadays that you get for that is, is a nice um, uh, press release. It's a good showcase for your business. It's a good showcase to show that you are making serious global drama. And then you look at what else can I do to actually have the, uh, the, the business model in, for in 10 years time? What kind of shows do I want to make that I keep selling and, and selling and selling that will guarantee me some sort of income from international sales on a year-to-year -year basis? But I think there's good examples with working with Netflix as well. We're doing um, a, a series in Sweden by the, called Caliphate and it's a co-production between the public service broadcaster SVT and Netflix. And this could never have been done without Netflix because they, it's a young adult thing. It's actually based on, you remember the CCTV, the footage of the three girls going through customs to, to join the ISIS, the 14-year-old girls. Yes. It's that story and, and, and it's a brilliant story. But when we, we had the broadcaster, the Swedish one, on board from day one, but we couldn't get any other of our regular partners to go for young adult. So then it became, uh, they took, well, it's more or less, Netflix took the rest of the world and it's the perfect deal for that one. So, so there's uh, ways to go. So if 2019 was all about the, the arrival of the, the, the new US streamers, that's a trend that's going to continue into 
2020 as well. Another big story, obviously, of 2019 was the merger of Endemol Shine uh, with Banerjee Group. 2020, uh, we might be looking at all three media and Red Arrow Studios. What do you think are going to be some of the other big stories that uh, we can expect? Actually, I think from a broadcast and streamer platform area, I think there will still be growing, there'll be more, and then there'll be some consolidation there, because I think that it's unsustainable, the amount of money that's being um, going around, and that's, so I, they have to find a way to, to make it work uh, and, uh, in the long we'll run. See the, we would definitely see the effect of it. Now we just, we know that they're, they're all coming and they're big, but we're trying to figure out what they really want. And, and I think I can sense that they're going different directions, all of them. Disney's quite specific. HBO Max, they're like everything but HBO. And yeah. it's like, uh, it's, they're getting a grip of it, so. And I think the competition's really good. So, because it, it forces them as well to be more flexible with their terms and with their the territories that they take. So eventually they all want to be global. They all want to be everywhere, but, but that's impossible. And so if they're in, in competition with each other, uh, it gives us more chances to sell it to several places and we can sort of put, put them together in a way that some take some territories, some take other territories, just to make sure that we maximize our, um, our profits on it. I mean, look, as a producer, I'm not so sure about gazing into the crystal ball. I don't know. It is a very exciting time to be alive. I think what's important to me and to us is diversity and inclusion. I think we absolutely have to make keep making major, major changes both in front of the camera and behind the camera. And, you know, for, for us, that's a, a very important part of what we want to do. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks very much for all of your thoughts. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for in this episode. Thanks to my guest, Lars Helen Marsha. That was the 2019 International Drama Summit. But there'll be more from the podcast tomorrow on the final day of Content London. And in the meantime, stay up to date with all the latest news coming out of the event and the global TV industry by following C21 online, on social media and mobile. Thanks for listening. <laughs>